Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tammy. I'm Aaron. And this is our Seventh Heaven podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be talking about season ten, episode twelve of Seventh Heaven. The title is Got MLK. Our IMDb user synopsis is when Ruthie's black new classmate, Alex, insists with teacher Porter to do his famous Americans report on his obsessive idol, Martin Luther King, no other, even though his day was shortly before, baseball teammate Martin Brewer's innocent remark, it's not worth risking his sports career for, has absurd consequences, as if he, not Porter, changed the assignment to reports on Afro-Americans only which annoys everybody who already wrote on classics, which return every year. Someone is so pissed off that Martin's car gets vandalized with racist language, which the model of fairness refuses on principle to clean up a coward's mess. Kevin gets his former colleague Phil, now the officer in charge of hate crimes, on the case, while emotions run high, all trow Glen Oak with school children and adults. What was your first impression of this episode? I feel like it missed the mark, which generally is what happens when Seventh Heaven does a... Issue episode. Um, especially a, one that deals with racism. Um, was there one after the one in season one? I believe there was a different time when... Okay, so there was in season one when the church got burned down. Yes. And then there was the time when the Rev Hamilton, Rev Camden, and John and Matt were at the diner and the guy oh, wouldn't right, serve right, them. Oh, right, 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 um, But other than that, I think those are, the, those are the two main instances that I can, like, recall right now. I could be forgetting something, but I know there's definitely that second incident when they were at the diner and the guy wouldn't serve them. Um, yeah, I... I don't know. I feel like it was okay. It was all right, but it wasn't really... I don't feel like it was any... It didn't really... I, I understand what they were trying to do I with think, this episode. But I also think, like, not... This is, so, like, more, I don't know, something that I perceive to be... It's more, like, in the conversation of daily life now than it was, say, in 2005, 2006. I think this episode was came out in, like, February of 2006. So... I will come like I want to commend them for being like talking about like again talking about racism and like race relations in the United States at a time when other TV shows weren't really tackling um, like like basically the difficult these difficult conversations that could be polarizing to an audience or whatever Um, but again it could be done more through like these conversations don't need to be done explicitly. Like there, there could just be like more representation on the show generally. Yeah. Um, when it seems like they just introduce these like people of color as characters to serve like a very specific storyline. And it's like, well, look, we talked about it. And it's like, well, you could actually just have like representation in the primary characters on the show. I also would say that I, the one thing I did like about this is it was everyday racism it wasn't like the last two instances were very like Ex- like yeah explicitly explicit. racism and it's like okay the black church was burned down on purpose and black customers are not being served on purpose and those are very like yeah like they're like very antiquated view of yeah. like what ra- like racism to in 2018 or 2006 was it was not that um it i mean i my- think that still probably does happen in places but like it's not like it's against the law so generally it's uh not happening on the the scale that I don't know, you might think it is in Seventh Heaven. But this is mostly, this This is more like 
like it, it takes the view it's of like microaggressions. Yeah, like all of the exactly. students are just like, I don't want to do another report because like I already did one. I don't. I what do I have to learn about like famous black people for? Or like just the fact that the teacher was like, oh, you're just doing this because Martin Luther King Day just passed, but it's actually no because you can't just de- dedicate one day to a person, right? And think that that's enough when they had so much to offer. Um, so like it, there's and you know like. The things about how there's so many people in history, and when you think of great Americans, you think of the people like George Washington or, like or Ruthie did her report are, on Eleanor Roosevelt, or like. But like people don't automatically think of like great Americans that aren't white, and mm-hmm. so like small things like that, just like changing the way people or, think about things. I mean, I also think that like when the term like great. Like people distinguish between like great Americans and great African Americans, right? Exactly, like, like and it's like there there is an overlap, and there are great African Americans who are also like the great African Americans are great, great Americans, Americans. Like, exactly, exactly. So like it makes it like all of these students like here are great Americans, and in their heads they like jump to like whoever they see as having like founding fathers or great presidents or. Um, you know, what, I don't know. I can't think of a single great American. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are great Americans. Um, no, the other thing I think I would like to say, I think the thing that this episode gets wrong is that the victim of the hate crime is Martin. Is white, yeah. Yeah, and this, and they use terms like reverse racism. They say that anybody can be a victim of a hate crime, which are... Well, they start, they, like, they say that, but then they're like, yeah, whether it be because of gender, sexual orientation, race, like, religion, religion. Um, and, like, so, but, so that doesn't necessarily make it, tr- I, guess, I guess, technically, on those terms, anyone could be a victim of a hate crime. Um, but in this specific instance, it's very much a hate, co- hate crime that's related to racism, but the crime is perpetrated Com- against a white man mm-hmm. and it I feel like it cheapens it I feel like it would have been a lot oh uh, well should we talk about yeah that? we should talk about yeah. that so we're getting we're, we're, getting, okay. we're getting we're like this is like a recap we should I talk know. about what happens first okay so um we start out uh with the cold open um Ruthie is basically taking a report she did two years ago on Eleanor Roosevelt and giving it in this like which continuity error, because two years... So Ruthie is a sophomore, so two years ago she would have been in eighth grade. She gets called out later for using this, because the Rev is like, oh, you just did this report two years ago. And then the teacher knows, and I'm like, you are a high school teacher. Two years ago she was in middle school. How did you... Like, are these teachers really communicating about, like, recycled work? I don't think so. I'm calling bullshit on it. But also, um... Eleanor Roosevelt? (laughs) Hey. Hey. We already discussed that Ruthie might be a lesbian. Let her be. Um, that's, not, that's not why I'm disgusted with Eleanor Roosevelt. Okay. But. Um, well, so, uh, the other, oh, I was going to make a comment about how the only teacher that can be a teacher every time is Mr. Feeney, and it's only been done in Mr. In Mr. Boyman's world, in Boyman's world, and it yeah. can't be done anywhere else. But uh, the point is that, uh, so she goes in, she gives her report, I think the teacher suspects that uh, she it's is... It's recycled. Yeah, it's recycled. It's like, come to me after class. And then we have Alex uh, coming in. Alex is played by Sam Jones III, um, and he is most well-known for... If anybody watched Smallville or CSI, he um, he was in... He was Pete Ross at Smallville. I stopped watching Smallville, like, for a while, so I don't know who, right. if he, like, becomes something, something important. I never watched it because I never thought 
Superman to be important um, in well, the scheme of... I think I watched it because I really like Tom Welling. But oh, okay. That's besides the point. <laughs> um, also, I, oh, I also wanted to say that the, the, char- the teacher, Mrs. Porter, is played by an actress who um, is also a little well-known, I think. Uh, I don't remember where I recognize her from, but I feel like she was like in some older Disney Channel show or something, or like a Disney Channel original. A DCOM. Yeah, DCOM. I can't really figure out which one it is, but oh, she was in Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh. Oh yeah, no, I remember. She's a teacher from Drake and Josh, the one that hates Drake. Okay. Yeah. Or no, no, the one that likes Drake and hates Josh. There's one of them. I don't know. Somebody. She's the teacher. Um, So. He starts to make his report on Martin Luther King, uh, and we're expected to believe that I think this is like in February. No, it's January. I just remembered MLK. That I'm oh, like yeah, mixing right. up because Black History Month is February, yes. but then MLK Day is in January. But President's Week is in February, and we're like, let's celebrate Thomas Jefferson during Black History Month. That's brilliant. Um, so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so. It's uh, uh, Martin Luther King Day has already passed. He's trying to make a report because he thinks that he's also a great American. And the teacher's like, no, pick somebody else and sit down. And that that's a cold open, right? Yeah, that's the cold yeah. open. So we kind of come back to the seat. We're back in the school. And Ruthie is like having her meeting with Miss Porter after class. And Alex is also kind of hanging around because we get the idea that she also wanted to speak to him after class. So Ruthie is like, but Eleanor Roosevelt is a great American. And like the teacher's like, yeah, but you already know about her, like research someone else. And then the, uh, then Alex is like, Hey, I don't really think that it's fair that I can't like, he was like Martin Luther King Jr. Was like, deserves more than just a day. He was a great American, there, but then the the teacher is like, well, there are a lot of great African Americans um, like throughout history, and I think that like I understand what you were going for with this report, but she's like, we just kind of learned about it, and she's like, I would prefer to see. She's like, that's not a bad idea. The rest of the class, as well as you, should choose different great African Americans. No, no, she hasn't involved uh, the rest of the class right, yet. All right. Okay, wait, yeah, so, oh, all right, yeah, so she, she, just, she wants him to do a different report, and he's like, screw you, and then Martin is like, you're too good at baseball to, to like, let that, to risk that, your grades slipping, because we really need you to be able to stay on the team, and if you are failing a class, you will not be able to play, so Martin is kind of just like, suck it up and do the assignment, because baseball is more important than Martin Luther King Jr. And then the te- and yeah. then the teacher is like, "Wow, thank you so much, Mr. Brewer. You've just given me an idea. Every like, obviously, we are seriously failing um, our youth in like history and whatever. So she's like, every student now is going to have to do a new report on a great African American. And Alex is like, awesome, that's great. I can't wait to start. And then Ruthie is like, meh. And then, even though Ruthie was going to have to redo her report anyway, so now she's just, like, got it narrowed down. Like, it's easier to pick someone. Yeah, she so gets assigned. She, oh, she was assigned Sojourner Truth. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, who is Alex doing? I forget. Alex is still doing Martin Luther King. Oh, okay. Because because Martin explicitly says, uh, what's more important, baseball or Martin Luther King, which yeah. is what sets everything off. Yeah, so... Anyway, they go. Then we follow Alex and Martin to the locker room because it, school is over and they're going to baseball practice. And um, we see we ca- everyone is making fun of Alex for yeah. like trying to. 
they're all like, ah, oh, you're so lazy. You just took last week's homework and like made it your report. And he's like, well, I got to thank Martin because now everybody has to do a new report on a great African-American. And then everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Martin? We hate you. Uh, so there's two characters introduced here that I would like to talk about. First Did is, they have names? Yeah, Brad, um, who's played by Chris Hunter, who, again, you probably won't know him if I just say Chris Hunter, but he is from, um, if anybody remembers that show South of Nowhere on Noggin, on the end. Uh, nope. Really? Uh, I love that show. He plays one of the brothers. And I thought Noggin was like a children's derivative network. Of- or like the N is like the, the nighttime version of, or like the teenage version of Noggin or something. Oh, but then they made Teen Nick its own yeah. uh, channel. Like this was the, when Degrassi was on American TV. This was the same like Degrassi, South of Nowhere. These shows were all like. Oh, I had very much moved on to the Disney channel at this point. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, and the other character introduced in this, uh, he has a, he's only in this scene, but I wanted to bring it up because uh, it's Mark uh, Mark Richardson, who, if anybody watches Dear White People, he plays Reggie on that. Um, and th- I feel like this is one of his first TV uh, appearances. But it he, was bad. He was not good at acting. No. He w- You said he was like... He seemed making- like he took... So like, uh, not to... The, also, I hate doing this because I'm just comparing like two black actors that have been on Seventh Heaven. But he very much seemed like he was taking all of his acting cues from everything that John Hamilton did because John Hamilton was very over the top and like spoke using his whole body and his arm, like, you know, his arms and shrugging and whatever every time he said something. And this guy was very much the same way. Like when he, when he turned to speak to someone, he didn't just turn his head, like his whole body went with him and he was like shrugging his shoulders and making hand gestures. So anyway, full body acting. So what I found frustrating frustrating about this is Martin has inadvertently taken a stand and throughout the entire episode. And Martin, wait, can I also, when we think about it, Martin's stand that he inadvertently took was, stay out of trouble. We need to play baseball. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was, it was like, you're a good athlete. It wasn't like, I value you as a human being. Like, I mean, sort of like, he's like, I value you as As a a human being and like a black person. And I understand why you really want to like are committed and want to do this report. It's, we can't afford to, like, you're, like, the best shortstop we have, and you're only a sophomore, and you're only going to get better, so don't risk this now, and keep your head down and play baseball. Right. It's not like Martin is doing some grand, extravagant gesture and being, like, a great ally or something. He's an idiot. (laughs) He's just an idiot who thinks baseball is the most important thing in the world. All his life. Yeah, exactly. And this, for some reason, gets him the ire of the town, because he says... He because he makes the point of making himself look very stupid, which the teacher's like, oh, shit, everybody in the school is an idiot. I need to teach more black history. Yeah. And that's what like makes the difference. So it's not like Martin's like, no, I agree with my friend Alex. He should be able to write about who he wants to write about. No, 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 no. He's like, we don't have a better shortstop yeah. than Alex, so he he better do his report and stay on the field. And the, so the very next scene is Martin leaving baseball practice, going to his car. What? Okay, that car is a specific it's car. It's a Honda Pilot. Okay, there we it's, go. It's a, like a, it's a, you know, probably new for the time. It was probably like a 2005 Honda Pilot, which is a very boxy car. Yeah. And uh, also not one that I imagine a teenager driving. Yes. It's very, it looks like, yes. It very. But much this like, is the car that Martin's father gave him when he went to Iraq. So uh, on the back of the car, we never throughout the episode actually see what's written until the very end and we only get like the middle letters of it, but we are led to believe that it says N-word lover 
on the back well, of his no, car. Well, no, I don't think we're... I, I told you that at the beginning of the episode, but I don't think we even are, like... The, everyone just keeps looking at it and going, like, why would anyone write that? And then we learn that it's, like, obviously a racial slur. But I don't think they actually, like, reveal what... Oh, it's said, is, right. It, what it says until, um, until the end when we see that it said N-word lover. But... Anyway, we, we, I think if you watch it and you don't know that ahead of time, that you you wouldn't know until the end. You're right. You're right. You the, told me that's why I knew. That's you're actually very right. We are all the the only thing we know is that they use the N word because they keep on saying they use a racial slur or they use a word that shouldn't be used to describe black people. Uh, but we don't know what the rest of it says. So he sees this. He immediately drives home or not home. He drives to the Camdens. Yeah, and he like pulls this. I mean, we've never seen like vehicles in this area of the backyard but like it looks like he's pulled the car like into the backyard or around like i don't know if the driveway goes that back that far so it's like out of view of the street and everybody is like well first it's the rev and kevin come over to look at it and the rev is just like wow this is just motivated by like pure hate nobody would like the only kind of people who use that word are like the worst people on earth and this is so bad and then kevin is like well we need to get the police involved because of the language that is used and what motive, what most likely motivated it. So Kevin's the first one to call it a hate crime. Yeah. I also like to say that again, Martin is not getting the point because Martin sees what is written and his ma- his major complaint is like, but it's I'm a- not going to clean it off because I didn't do it. But the other thing he also says is, but it's not like I like have a lot of black friends. Like oh, that's yeah. what he says. And he's like, I mean, like I don't have anything against them, but like I only have like black friends from like the baseball team, but it's not like I have a lot of black friends. So why would they use this phrase on my car? And it's like, you're not getting why this is happening. Right. He's like very much like, also like that shouldn't be like, it's such a bad white person. I know. Response. I know. And uh, that's, but, but, but I have black friends. So like, it's not even like, it's not even like anyone accused Martin of being racist because that's usually the defense of like, yeah. you're racist. Like I'm, I can't be racist. I have black friends. Um, but he, like he, I was saying this to Aaron as I was watching this, he's not focusing on what everybody else is focusing on, which is the use of the N word. He's focusing on the lover part of the, <laughs> yeah. of the, of the phrase. And it's like, well, no, 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 that's not, you're very wrong, Martin. Please stop. Also, I mean, like, uh, w- without the, with the exception of the use of the N word, like, he's like, why would anyone say this about me? And it's like, there are worse things you could be called, yes, Martin. Yes, like, like, calm down. Yeah, so. So, um, this is when we get the return of what is meant to be a beloved character, but I don't think it is. It's Mrs. Bank. Well, I mean, we loved her for a bit. No, we loved Mittens. Oh. oh. We also enjoyed Mrs. Bank for a bit, but, yeah. like, I was very much thought that she was gone. But as you said, last se- what was supposed to be the last season, they're pulling out all the stops, bringing everybody back for a farewell tour. But I actually thought that Mrs. Bank's act, like, the actress who played Mrs. Bank had died, so I really was not expecting to see her. So she gets involved because as she's driving, because this person who couldn't drive in the first season is driving, Right. Um, she sees Martin's car and she calls Lucy being like, what is wrong with this Martin kid? Lucy then calls Ruthie to figure out what's going on and this is how Ruthie gets Ruthie involved. And Ruthie comes in the backyard and she sees the car and she's like, okay, does anyone know anything about Sojourner Truth? <laughs> um <laughs> Um, because we don't have the internet. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Ruthie then spreads this news to Simon, who is, has a black friend now. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's Rose and Sandy's. So Simon gets this phone call, and he's at his apartment. And is, are him and Rose living together? We no, still, they're not. They're so, not. So for some reason, 
Um, Simon is home and, and he's, he's sitting there and uh, he, like he's sitting on a different, uh, away from the, at the kitchen table are Sandy, Rose and their black friend Maya and they are all studying, um, for whatever. And Simon keeps like trying to have this conversation with Ruthie without ever saying like racism or black people because he doesn't want Maya to be offended by the fact that racism exists. So As if she doesn't know that already. So then he hangs up and like Rose and Sandy are like, what's going on? And he's like, Ruthie's gotta do a report on Sojourner Truth. And then the like, whole thing is Sandy is like, who's Sojourner Truth? And then <laughs> Simon's like, she was a black American. And then he looks at Maya and Maya's like, You expect me to know just because I'm black? And she's like, I don't know. She's like, You looked at me when you said that, and it's kind of stupid, not really an argument, but um, the whole fact, and she's like, I don't know who Sojourner Truth is either. So. Well, it's it's about the fact that whenever you discuss certain topics, um, people expect. Like, well, if it's like about race or something, yeah, they and expect the person yeah. of that race to know, like, like to uh, represent the entire yeah, yeah, exactly, race. Okay, exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's what the like that poll thing was about, and the, I guess the quote unquote funny or like random thing in this is that Rose knows who Sojourner Truth is. Yeah, she's like, I just did a report on Sojourner Truth last week. No, she says that every report she's ever done has been on her. You know how oh, like everybody oh, else is like, oh, I always do a report on Betsy Ross or George Washington. Hers is of, Sojourner Truth, and of all people, Rose. <laughs> is the person who always does her report on Sojourner Truth. I mean, I guess this is more of a character redemption for Rose, but it doesn't work. But I think it's just supposed to be, like, goofy. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, what the hell? Rose knows who Sojourner Truth is. Um, So this is how they get involved, and this is how they find out about, like, what happened with Martin, and there's... It's, like, it's all spread everywhere. Um, I think the next major thing to happen is the detective that comes in, because it's a hate crime, so they're gonna... The hate crimes unit man comes. Yes. And uh, he's a white man. Very average, run-of-the-mill, super white bread-looking man, as Seventh Heaven loves to cast. The captain is there as well, Captain Michaels. Uh, we learn, uh, well, Martin learns what a hate crime is and who a hate crime can be perpetrated against. Uh, Martin very st- smartly says, but I'm a white man. <laughs> um, there can't be a hate crime against me, which is mostly true if, you, you're, <laughs> if, I mean, if you're not if you're not a bunch of other things yeah but like the point is yeah so we learn about as we mentioned earlier when we were talking about this in the beginning um what a hate crime is it the definition is correct but their use of it with martin i feel is wrong it feels a little bit off yeah um yeah because again the derogatory term is not with regards to well i guess the whole phrase is supposed to be derogatory in the mind of the person who did it right but it's really just the one word that is, like, a problem. Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. And then we get... And then Annie actually does a great job yes, for, yes. To, to really distill it down. She is talking to the twins, who we love to skip over, but Annie is, like, reading them a bedtime story, and then the one of them asks, is Martin black? And Annie's like, no, Martin is white, and they're like, we're confused because this word was used, and they're calling it a hate crime, and we don't understand... If Martin, like, what's what's going on? And Annie is like, well, she starts off by saying, like, the word that was used is, like, a really hateful and horrible word that you should never, ever, ever use um, that people use against black people. And um, I think she, I don't know. Yeah, she's, that's basically she, it. Yeah, and she's like, that's what makes it, like, and she's like, Martin isn't black, but that's a bad, bad Words word for anyway. 
black people and in general, but the twins spend the rest of the episode I asking think everybody what color they are and what color they're trying to figure out what color they are. Yes, because they're like at a certain point they. This is actually kind of because again. White, when you look at a white crayon, white people don't look like that. So they're like sitting there and they have like a peach crayon and they're like, is are this we, what we, are we peach? Or are we banana mania? <laughs> uh, so this continues, well, basically the detective and Kevin and the captain are telling uh, Martin to wash his car. And he's like, no, the person who did this is going to wash his car. Which it, again is the wrong, I mean, I sort like if, it, if it's not, okay, I see it being principled, but not like for like, because I won't wash it because somebody else did it. It should be like principled and like I don't care who sees this because it's true and I like not like true. yeah yeah I, you I know, know I know like I don't like I don't know I don't have a problem um, with black people right and I'm not ashamed I'm not ashamed that right. somebody would say this about me and this is their problem but, not mine. But again, Martin is seeing this all completely wrong and is. Yeah, I, the summary for this on Amazon is that he get mixed up in a race thing, and the truth is that he really does get mixed up in a race thing. <laughs> he like accidentally <laughs> yeah. becomes uh, like an advocate. <laughs> I know it's very frustrating. I, it's very frustrating watching this episode. So the next day we have the Rev uh, going to Mrs. Porter, uh, kind of like taking her side, and on the other side of school we have the like stand-in principal who's a vice principal telling Martin that he needs to move his car or he needs to wash his car. Or it's it, going to get towed. Uh, this is when we get another uh, like confrontation with this Brad character <laughs> who is very pissed off about having to write another report, but then also is pissed off because Alex and Martin like accuse him of being the one that did the graffiti um, or, or like did, did the wrote. The, yeah, yeah. It's graffiti, yeah, it's you know, graffiti. The, 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 um, yeah. and so he responds by saying, oh, this is reverse racism, <laughs> uh, which doesn't exist. Uh, so, uh, they get into a fight kind of, or like a, not like really, but almost. And then the principal comes in, uh, the vice principal comes well, in. The vice, the, so the, the whole, this like culminates in like, they're like, we need to tow your car, Martin, because you won't move it. The guy, the tow truck comes, it's a black man, and as he's hooking up uh, Martin's car to the truck, Martin's like, no, you need to see why he wants it towed, and then he shows the guy what it says, and the tow truck guy is like, well, like, that's just, he was like... This is personal Yeah, this is personal, I can't do this. So he leaves, and then a race riot starts in the parking lot. Yeah, no, actually, though, the police are involved. The Uh, the Rev is at the school because he's trying to get to the bottom of this with, like, the principal or whatever, and he wants... Ruthie runs in and grabs him and is like, you need to come to the parking lot. Martin's in trouble. And we go out to the parking lot and it's a full scale, like everyone is just fighting and the police are involved and it's all over this slur that was used and Martin's refusal to clean his car. The news uh, picks up an interview with Martin where Martin's like, I'm not a hero. And it's like, no, he's not a hero. Stop calling him a hero. Yeah. Simon and Maya and Sandy and Rose this make, see Yeah, this. this makes the local news. And yeah. then Mrs. Bank is like, what's going on at that school? I know how bad this can get because I'm old. Um, also in the background, Lucy's trying to figure out a fundraiser that isn't a bake sale. Um, this all basically comes together in... I'm going to just go to the end because I don't think there's anything that happens in between. No. Um, other than like a conversation between the Rev and Alex. But... Basically, Alex gives a speech of sorts to the congregation congregation at church. He explains why he wanted to talk about Martin Luther King in the first place as a way to get everybody to understand what is actually 
Like, what are, what are his motivations and why you should listen to him? This means not only, like, the normal churchgoers, but we have Brad who comes in and with his family, and you have Martin there, and, yeah. And Mrs. Bink is there, and she's talking about the different colors she is. Um, so he gives a speech, and we learn that Martin, um, Alex's grandfather was a sanitation worker in, in Alabama? No, I thought... Georgia? He, didn't he say Memphis? Oh, yeah. It was a, a southern state. Um, well, where... Well, where was, I don't know where Martin Luther King Jr. was shot. I think it wasn't... Memphis sounds right, but... Um, so he, Martin Luther King Jr. was there, like, basically motiv- like giving a motivational speech to them. He, like, the grandfather was very, like, into it. He's like, oh, my God, like... And the fact that, it, like, and... Alex is like, and the fact that like Dr. King would take his time to speak with kind of these more lowly members of society or whatever. Right. It was like, it really struck my grandfather into thinking that like he also was important and could be involved in sort of this greater struggle for moving for like, you know, civil rights and racial justice. So he was like, my grandfather was really, really inspired by that. And the then like day. the next day, Dr. King was assassinated. Um, so and fast forward to the future or to the present, um, Hurricane Katrina, right? So, Which again, tang- like they tried to do too much with this episode. Yeah. So so tangential. Uh, um, basically, so the grandfather and later in his life moved to New Orleans, which is where Alex lived with his grandfather, I'm assuming for some time. And then Hurricane Katrina happened the last summer, and he lost his grandfather. And people, and it's the whole thing about how people f- have forgotten about. The victims of Hurricane Katrina, um, and this—I don't know if the Kanye West thing has already happened. It has already happened because this is yeah. this is like January or February of two thousand six. Yes, and that was in August of two thousand five, and that the Kanye West thing happened immediately after because it was like that telethon, oh, right, right, or whatever right. to raise money. So this was after Kanye West was like George Bush doesn't care about black people. Um, so just the just so they don't really say this out loud, but I think the general message is. That the victims. Uh, well, I mean, at this point, again, like our news cycle generally is, this is like supposed to be how many months? August to January or February? I don't know. Five, like six. Five, like it's like five months that since it's happened and it's probably been, at, like, I don't know, remember, but probably had been out of the news yeah, cycle definitely. for a while because, like, I feel like if when, if tragedies or something, disasters happen and then, like, you go through the whole holiday season. Yeah. You come out of the holiday season and it's like, okay, what's next? Yeah. Like, the, yeah, yeah. the news cycle sort of resets for the new year. Um, so the, his whole point is they were forgotten because they were, because it, it was mostly the homes and the families of black people and that this is why Martin Luther's, Martin Luther King's message is still relevant, relevant today yeah. and that's why he wanted to talk about it for great Americans because he feels like people should know and that it is his job as a black student to be a part of that message. This seems to get the whole congregation to finally agree about something and Brad and his family who were previously very like, I don't want to do another book report. It's like, I also lost a grandfather like you have lost a grandfather and this is the common thread that we have so I will write a report on George Washington Carver Um, and they have a car wash. Yes, that's the fundraiser because and then we finally, you know, uh, Martin and Alex are standing behind Martin's car and they lift their sponges up and they start at either the opposite ends of the message and then you see the middle letters so you can infer or like, you know, see what it, it did say. Yeah. 
Um, the so en- the yeah. end of the episode is just a montage of students. These fucking nerds talking, uh, like having picked their new uh, topics and giving us a little brief summary on uh, important people in uh, black history in America. So people like Thurgood Marshall, George Washington Carver, Sojourner Truth, um, Phyllis Wheatley, like so on and so forth. And that's where the episode ends. Yeah. Um, so I feel changed. I don't. Um, I, so as I, I mean, as we said, like we get it, but also the execution I think was poor, I think some of the points, like, were missed. I also, like, I agree with you that a lot of it was, like, cramming in Hurricane Katrina at the end. They could... <sighs> they could have, like, tied that in sooner. Like, at the end, it was just kind of a throwaway. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, and this happened, too, and this is why I really care. Like, he could have said that to the teacher at first and be like, you don't understand. I have this very deep personal connection to Martin Luther King and, like, you know, this... But, but instead, it was just like, oh... Yeah, and this. Um, But I think generally, and this is like obviously a problem with the writing or whatever, but with Seventh Heaven, I mean, generally, I think white people have difficulty like talking about race in certain ways and they were like trying to do this delicately or whatever, but... I imagine that the Seventh Heaven writer's room, again, is not, that wasn't a very diverse place. Right. So that it was just a bunch of white people, like, kind of tiptoeing around each other and what they thought was appropriate. And that, like, maybe they had, like, one or two people of color, like, contributing. But, again... I doubt it. Um, if they did, it, like, it's just, you know, it. I think it's just, like, it was, like, white people doing their best. Yeah. Which, um, which I guess, like, they did their best. Yeah, but, Which was not great. Mm, I'm... Whatever. It's... I get what they were trying to do. I think it could have been done way better, which is actually what I have to say generally about Seventh Heaven. Uh, so it, it's, it works with the theme of the show. Um, okay, I don't have much else to say about this, but what would you I rate either. it? Uh, I am going to rate... What did I rate the last one? A three? Uh, yes. Um, I... I enjoyed this more, but like without, you know, there's also the things I said that I didn't enjoy though. So I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Um, I was pretty frustrated throughout most of this, but I will say, uh, it wasn't as painful as I expected it to be. Um, also minus points for got MLK being the title. Right. I'm going to go with the three, I think. Yeah, I'm going to give this a three. Um, So take a look at our social media. Or, you know, give us your opinion about what this episode's like, or any episode that you want. Uh, We are at facebook.com slash CamdenCast. You can email us, CamdenCast at gmail.com. On Instagram and Twitter, we're at CamdenCastShow. We have episodes on Wednesdays and Saturdays, and also every other day of the week for your listening pleasure um, on the iTunes Apple Podcast app, on Stitcher, and on SoundCloud.com slash CamdenCast. I'm Tammy. I'm Aaron. This is CamdenCast. Would you ride?